all my other work dried up. So all my sponsorships, all my all my opportunities were kind of dead in the water and I was not making any money and I was like, wow. I maybe I can't be a content creator forever and ever and ever. Like maybe this fountain really has run dry. And not only that, I was thinking like is this even what I want to do for the rest mm. of my life? And we talk about introspection that I went so deep during COVID and I was like very depressed. I was living by myself with this new puppy that I just got who was scared of me and I just noticed what was i doing all the time in my apartment while well, i was having a bath all the time and just like listening to you know my emo music and like singing and wondering what my point what the point of my life was you know so i just kind of started talking to people and was talking to one of them one of my mentors her name's marie and she said you should totally do this and i said i don't think i can and she was like well, why not i was like i don't know how to run a company she was like well Welcome back to the North Star podcast. Today, I have the beautiful Estée Lalonde on the show. Estée, in case you're by chance not familiar with her, is a content creator as well as the founder of Mirror Water. Now, Estée also happens to be a Canadian from Waterloo, which is, you know, not that far from where I grew up in Toronto, which was really cool. It's always such a pleasure to chat with um, another Canadian, particularly given both her and I are expats. So it's always special to connect with someone from your own country. So Estee is currently uh, living in London and London, England, that is. Now, she, I say that for my Canadians listening, probably nobody else second guesses, but if you're from Canada, uh, specifically Ontario, you know that there is uh, London there. So for my Canadians, no, no, she is in the UK and she's been there since she was 19. So that's 12 years. And I just, I always admire people who have gone and created a new life for themselves in a new place because well of course I understand that journey and the intricacies and the difficulties that are involved in it now on one hand it's a gorgeous adventure it's an opportunity to if you feel the desire to to you know really be the person that you want to be if you felt for some sort of reason that you could not be that person in the place that you grew up so there's obviously a lot of fun and and light to it but there's also a lot of uh, challenges honestly that come with doing this and when you've been through some of them for example having to make all new friends um now she's in England so she has not had to get by learning brand new language but um, I can say that if you have moved to a country with a different language that's a whole other barrier I mean I'm living it now and there's just so much that goes into living abroad and really making a home abroad and (laughs) abroad not becoming abroad anymore but again yeah rather being being your new home and and so Right off the bat, I was already impressed with her because she's done this. Now, of course, way more than that, she's done so much. And if you're coming from her audience, you already know she is well known on the internet. She has, yeah, she's been a content creator for a long time. And now, as I mentioned, she is working on Mirror Water, her company, and I just, yeah, guys, I just love this conversation so much. So if you are interested in where she's at now, I know that this is going to be a fun peek into her life. Of course, she is still sharing, but as we talk about in this episode, she is not sharing quite as vulnerably on the regular as she once did. So so yeah, I feel like this is a fun peek behind the curtains into her mind and what's going on with her on a few different levels. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode of the North Star podcast. And if you do, I hope you will reach out to myself or Estee and let us know exactly what it is that you thought. All right, my loves, enjoy. 
Okay. Well, my name is Estée Lalonde. I am originally from Canada. I was born in Waterloo, Ontario. And when I just turned 19, I moved to the UK and I've been living in London ever since for about 12 years now, maybe almost 13 years now. I've just got my citizenship actually, um, which has been exciting and a bit like weird. Um, But I've I've just spent the last 12 years really focusing on my career and creating a new life in the UK. All of my family still lives in Canada, um, but I really found a sense of community in the beauty space. And that was before it was what it is now. I sort of discovered blogs and um, YouTube and Instagram and all of those things in the very early stages of it where you know, influencers, air quotes, did not exist. And it wasn't anyone's job to talk about thing, their life and share products that they like and that sort of thing. So it really was my passion and sort of my gateway into building friendship groups here in the UK. And then luckily it kind of took off and I made it my full-time job and have been a content creator for most of that time. And then most recently, About a year ago, I launched my brand, which is called Mirror Water. We're a bath and body care and wellness brand focused on self-reflection through the ritual of bathing. That's kind of my story. And I have a rescue dog. Her name's Effie. She's from Greece. And yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) So sweet. Oh my God. Well, it's so inspiring. And I think your story is so interesting. And I have so many questions. But first, before going there... Tell us a little bit about like young Astrid, like what were you like as a kid? Like what, if you can paint a little bit of a picture. Sure. Well, when I was a kid, I felt like I was different from all the other kids. I don't know why I always had that feeling. Uh, I felt that missing connection. I, I didn't find it hard to make friends per se, but I felt like I wasn't really connecting on a deeper level with anyone. And I recognized that even as a kid, I don't know why. Um, I have a brother, so we were really, really, really good friends growing up. We did everything together, and I ended up hanging out with his friends a lot. Um, I was always outside. I was always in my swimsuit. My mom said that I would wear my swimsuit for like seven days in a row. Like I would wake up and put my swimsuit on, and I would just be in that the whole day uh, in the summertime. And I just liked being outside. I liked drawing. I used to make bracelets a lot and I would make a business out of that. So when I was like maybe eight, I was like making friendship bracelets and trying to sell them to people. So (laughs) I think that's kind of telling. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just like pretty crafty and yeah. I love that. And how cool that like you were in those swimsuits and actually you are like connecting with like this, like this imagery of water and Mm. it's, It's really beautiful. And I was telling you before that I do find like your whole like brand specifically. So it's so beautiful. Like, it's just like, it's, it sounds kind of like, like, what is she talking about? No, it's so beautiful. Like you have like this, this way of like conveying your mission that is just so poetic and stunning. And I love that it, it seems to me that it almost like stems a little bit from like this, like connection that you've had with this element, with this, with this water, can you share a little bit about mirror water yeah. and how also, cause I do know that it, it connects with your own journey, like your own uh, personal inward journey. Can you share how that came? It does. Yeah. yeah. So water it has always just been important. I think growing up in Canada, you are just in tune with nature a little bit differently. Um, Nature is something that's really spoken about a lot in school. And and just like in my downtime, I was literally hanging out in forests. Like that's how I grew up. Then this is before iPads. This is before cell phones. Like I'm not even that old. And it, it felt like a different time, you know? So nature has always been important to me. And, you know, maybe I didn't, fully understand it then you know my mom used to say like let's go for a walk and I'd be like no I don't want to go for a walk you know um when I was a teenager but now I completely get it and that's how I unwind is like I want to go for a walk I want to be in the forest I want to be outdoors 
Um, and water is such a healing property as well. Like I remember act, like moments being a kid, being even in a swimming pool and floating there mm. and just like laying there and just thinking literally like probably about the meaning of life or something. I was quite a little philosopher back then. Um, mm. Still am sometimes if I have the brain space. And I just <laughs> remember that floating sensation. I don't know. I just always liked it. And I have a lot of memories of you know going to the beach and coming home and having a hot shower and like washing that sand off and just feeling so nice you know just so complete um so I, I've always loved bathing I've always loved water and that self-reflection journey that kind of ties into the ethos of mirror water is just really moving I think moving to another country and mm -hmm. you've done that you know it does force you to go inwards because you're starting from nothing and you have none of your comforts and you do have to find comfort within. And I've always been a bit of a loner in a way, you know, I, I could easily go an entire week in my house by myself, not talking to anybody, mm -hmm. you know, like that's, I'm, I'm most comfortable like that genuinely. Um, and when I moved, I don't know, I was so young I was so naive. I was so inexperienced and just learning for the first time who I am and what I really feel passionate about and what I need as a person to thrive and to grow and dealing with anxiety and depression and homesickness and that lack of connection and that feeling of not belonging. And, mm -hmm. oh, it was just, a, it was a lot to go through. And I think that's kind of why I started my YouTube videos and my blog was to kind of share a little bit about that and connect with people through beauty is what it ended up being mm -hmm. um, which is funny because as a kid I didn't wear any like a teenager I didn't really wear makeup that much like I wasn't even really that into it you know <laughs> I kind of discovered that later in life but just like about how beauty can connect people and it isn't just about like oh pretty pink lipstick you know sometimes yesterday in the grocery store I was getting some food and there was an old lady and she couldn't reach the roast beef I swear this happened and I grabbed it for her and she was like oh thank you and then I said oh you shut I said oh you smell like Chanel she's like that's because it is Chanel and I was like I know and you know that bonded us in that little moment you know and that's that connection I'm always seeking like it's just <laughs> beauty is great, you know? And so that's why I love beauty. And then obviously the ritual of bathing just goes a little bit deeper um, than what's on the surface. I love that because I think that, and I, there's, there is more of a nuanced conversation nowadays, but it's still, I think very often this thing with like, you're either into beauty or you're into all natural. And it's like, if you're on the all natural side, you if it's, I mean, of course there's clean beauty too. So there's a whole other category, but a lot of people are kind of, they would look at like the beauty world and be like, okay, fake, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like this sort of yeah. look down at that, but then, and then there's like the beauty side and it's like, oh, I'm not like crunchy granola or whatever, but it seems like in you, there's like a merging of that and like an allowance yeah. and acceptance of both sides or all sides of ourselves. Yeah. You've hit the nail on the head there. So for me, when I, I was thinking about mirror water and getting inspired. One of the things that actually inspired me was an, a pair of earrings that I have, and they are um, these hoop earrings. They have little spikes on them with diamonds in it and yeah. pearls. And the spikes are sharp, but there's like the softness of the pearls as well. And I thought it was really beautiful, just the duality of both of those things. And I think when I was looking at those, I was thinking, you know, that's what mirror water has to represent is the duality um, of, of people and, and the fluidity of people as well, because you can be multiple things. Like some days I will wear fake eyelashes to an event. Some days I will not have any makeup on. Some days I'm going to have a green smoothie. Some days I'm going to have a cheeseburger and fries. And that's just who I am. And I know that that's who a lot of people are. So when I was um, really thinking about mirror water, I felt like the reason I wanted to do it was because it didn't exist yet. And there are a lot of wellness brands out there and brands out there in general who kind of pick that niche and run with it. And that's great. And there's a place for that. But I just felt like you can be more than just one thing. And it's funny because when I was, you know, 
pitching this idea and stuff to people, when I was pitching this idea to people, um, you know, a lot of people said, no, you need to pick a lane and go with it. And I thought like, that's just old thinking. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to be really resonating with people. That's incredible. Oh my God. I have so much. Okay. First of all, do you know the quote though? Like Lao Tzu, the like, be like water. Like it's like water is like soft and strong. Are you familiar with that quote? Because it's like, yeah, I think so. His whole thing is like, there's a paradox, like what is soft is strong which yeah. comes together in what you're and what you're saying I, that just like popped into mind right away I was like oh my god that's so beautiful and it like connects with the water and like how water is both of these things as well and how mirror I don't like it just all sort of came together in my mind like this really like beautiful way that your imagery captures your message and how powerful that is but yeah um well I just yeah. want to stop you and say that, yeah. that it's you're not far off I I had this little um framed thing in my bathroom um, from another Canadian, Rupi Kaur, the poet. Yeah. And she has a poem that says, I am like water soft enough to, um, soft enough to da 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 da. And then it's like strong enough to blah, blah, blah. I can't remember yes. what it is now. We can yeah. edit that in the show <laughs> But it's, it's saying yeah. what you just said, which is like water is soft and it's also strong. Like yeah. it can make somebody float it could also drown someone it's it's this really unique type of element that's both things so that was another inspiring um thing for me yeah I really love that and how did you like what's been your whole journey like with your own duality within yourself you mentioned you could be and I really relate you could stay in you could be what people would call maybe like hermit like um and you're comfortable with that which again, I completely resonate with and I totally understand. Is there more, um, like what's been the nuance within yourself maybe outside of that or including that or, and yeah. Well, I think the sooner you kind of accept that you can be multiple things, the better your relationship with yourself is going to get. And it's all about living intuitively. And, you know, it may sound a little woo-woo, whatever, but, you know, it is all about listening to yourself and being in touch with yourself about your needs. And the more you know yourself, the, the easier that becomes. Like I, you know, my mom is such an amazing role model for me. Like if somebody says, if I said to my mom, hey mom, do you want to go do a sound healing class with me? She'd be like, no, she just, that's it. No, she just knows she doesn't want to do it. Um, and it's just, it's not for lack of like wanting to experience things. It's just, she doesn't want to do it. And so she doesn't do it. But if I said, well, do you want to go for a yoga class instead? She'd be like, yeah, we could do that instead. She's just so in tune with Mm. what she wants and needs in those moments. And I think I've learned a lot from her in terms of that. And it goes the same for like social situations. It's like, do you want to go to that party? I really visualize myself getting ready, going to the party, being at the party with the people at the party. Like, do I, intuitively want to do that yeah I could or no I don't and that's how I live my life with everything every invitation I get every like work opportunity I get I really try to feel it and that's something that I've learned through this duality in myself Mm, that's really powerful when did you when did you start doing this like have you always been kind of this way or did you learn this yeah that journey been like I've always been this way. I, I honestly think it's because that's how my mom is. And I remember like, you know, it could even be something as like, this person invited me to their birthday party. Should I go? And my mom being like, well, do you want to go? Like, just, I don't know. Do you want to go? And, you know, when you're a kid, when you're an adult too, like sometimes you get put into situations that aren't comfortable and that don't align with that. And, and you can feel that, you can feel that energy. And mm-hmm. even sometimes if I meet people or, you know, and everybody has this experience, it's like meeting someone for the first time, like we're meeting for the first time. I saw you, we both have, it's not a judgment. It's just like an energy exchange. Totally. Like, yeah. is, how's this going to go? You know? Yeah, yeah. And you have to learn to listen to that. There's a softness with that as well. It's like, okay, this is a new person in front of me could be weird, could be not, you know, whatever. And then just kind of let go a little and try to feel it out. And that's how I like to connect with people um, and things. 
Yeah. I don't even know what your question was now anymore. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, no, no. I think that, yeah, because I was kind of asking about your journey through this. And you said that it's how you've been raised. Your mom sort of has taught you this lesson. And this seems, and I appreciate that you kind of like peeling it back or unpicking it a bit for someone who maybe didn't grow up with a mom who sort of taught them these lessons, because, of course, many people did and a lot of people have disconnected from Definitely. And I see it so much with my friends, like, and even, you know, people closest to my life is like, I don't know, it's for me, it's like such, it's so natural to me, but just watching people not be in touch with themselves. Like, even I asked someone the other day, like, what were you like as a kid? And he was like, I don't really know. I was like, what do you mean you don't know? Like, that's like something you should know. And he, mm. it's so far removed from who he is today. And I found that super interesting and like you know I don't know I don't I won't talk about that much more but it's like mm -hmm. it, it's true it's not in everyone and it's all circumstantial and um yeah. but it can it's something that can be worked on as well yeah it's true and I I think at least what I've seen and I'm, I'd love to hear your thought as well but it it seems like a lot of the time people are disconnected because there's like a people-pleasing element yeah and it's like I don't know and actually I was like this as a kid I and I remember sitting um I remember sitting at a girlfriend's house at the time we were like eight or seven or something and and we were just sitting in her room and she'd be like what do you want to do and I was like I don't know what do you want to do and it would go back and forth like that for like 20 minutes and then I remember my mom or somebody I don't know if it was my mom some older person telling me you know, unless one of you says what you want to do, neither of you is going to want going to do what you want to do. So may as well yeah. have one of you just like say what it is yeah. because then, but, but to, the reason I bring that up is because my mind and the way that some people go into adulthood and, and what, and whatever is, I don't want this person to be uncomfortable. It's like this, like overthinking of like, yeah. how is this person going to feel if I show up and say what I actually want to do? in this play date or yeah and life. it's vulnerable in a way as well and I think like I don't have people pleasing in me at all and I think that you know there's something to be said for that that's obviously some sort of coping mechanism and defense mechanism in itself and that's something that I work on in therapy and stuff so <laughs> there's no right or wrong way but I think we're all just trying to find our way back to the middle a little bit and um <laughs> I actually need to be more of a people pleaser. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what is the thing? No, I'm not, not going to sit here and say, what do you work on in therapy? But what do you, like, what is one of the challenges that you have had in your own? Yeah. And, and, okay. And so one of the challenges I have is the mask that I wear. And I think that's because of my job, you know, for 12 years, I've been public facing, had an audience looking at my life from a very, very young age, like 19. And, mm. you know, I know this is not on the scale of like someone like Selena Gomez or something like that, but like, Don't. you know, it's still there. Mm -hmm. And um, everything I say, I have to think about a million times in my head mm -hmm. before I actually say it. And, you know, it's kind of growing up in my twenties like that has been challenging maybe I didn't realize it in the moment, but now that I'm a bit older and looking back, I can see how it's changed my personality. Mm. I'm a lot, I'm more numb as a person, I think, just because I'm always kind of operating on this kind of like, I like to say it's like almost like at the front level, um, mm -hmm. front facing level. Um, I can pivot a conversation like this, like anything you say doesn't hurt me. I, I, I can't explain it. There's just a numbness in me and I do have depression. I take medicine for that. So that's obviously a contributing factor. But, mm. you know, I just growing up with the, the scrutiny, it's like nothing you say is going to shock me in any way. I don't know. I just, but then that means that I can't really absorb real feelings either. You know, I can't really, if somebody says something meaningful to me, like I can't feel that as deep either. So it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of a double-edged sword a, a little bit. Yeah. And it makes so much sense that that would be the manifestation of, of having presumably in it. And I told you before that I didn't know like your YouTube journey, but presumably based on the public. And of course that wasn't TikTok days. And I, I'm not on TikTok personally, but I've heard that it's the wild west and comments are horrific and 
<laughs> and YouTube tends to be kinder, blah, blah, blah. But still, in spite of all of that, I'm sure you've dealt with comments and, and stuff like that affecting you in the past that has led to yeah. this moment now. Definitely, definitely. And also, it's hard for me to make friends. That would be another thing that, to be honest, I don't want any more friends. I know that sounds horrible to say, but like I'm at the stage of my life where it's like, I can't maintain these friendships. <laughs> I can hardly maintain like the ones I've got. Like mm-hmm. truly, I honestly can't because life just gets a lot busier. But I do, you know, even like friends I've made in recent years, I obviously I have like tons of friends and like acquaintances and all of that sort of thing. But I mean, like friends that we're hanging out with on the regs. Yeah, I'm at capacity. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's so funny, because I met someone maybe like three years ago. And to become friends, it took about a year for me to just be like, okay, we're friends we're friends, you know, on your end, just, it for you, know, you to let yeah. this person in. Yeah. On my end, she was ready. She was ready to go. But, you know, it's also like, I have a different lifestyle to people who maybe are an accountant, for instance, like mm-hmm. one of my friends is an accountant. Like I have a lot more relationships to manage than yeah. her. She's got like her, say she's got 20 friends and like the people that she works with and her family. Well, I have a billion people that I work with that relationships mm-hmm. I have to maintain online, my online friendships, True. my real life friendships, you know, I just, there's a lot more people up here than I think people who don't work in social media. Like I need to know what, you know, that person that lives in Paris that is really cool. And I see her at some events sometimes I need to know what she's up to pretty much in case I see her, right. you know, how do you, Oh, it's so interesting because basically your life, not just your, because this is a career, so it's your life. This is like, not just again, the nine to five, your lifestyle pretty much necessitates you being quite extroverted. And yet, as you said, you can be very comfortable with the reclusiveness. So how do you, you also do seem quite extroverted. What do you identify as uh, more introverted, extroverted? What do I identify as? That's a great question. I have no idea in terms of that. Um, No, but I will say that I started creating this stuff from my room by myself because I didn't want to talk to real people. Mm. You know, I was more comfortable by myself than I was making friends out in public, you know? So a lot of us who started back then were very introverted and now over time we've had to become extroverted and put ourselves in situations like all the time out of my comfort zone I think that's another thing that's helped with my growth a lot Mm. is I'm never in my comfort zone I I can't remember the last time I was actually in my comfort zone except when I'm at home with my dog that's like when I'm at peace you know like that's it's not my default to like go to an event event and like mingle and schmingle like that's not in my nature it honestly isn't and it's become my job so I have to do it and weirdly I've started enjoying it and I've I've enjoyed it over the years but like it's not like my inner peace you know either Mm -hmm. it's not my inner peace but um you can't just live in your inner peace all the time I mean I guess some people do but that's not how I want to live I want to grow and do these things that scare me and I'm I'm a much better person for it but that just means like anxiety be high (laughs) And yeah, I, to answer your question, mm-hmm. I, I sorry to answer your question. Please, I yeah. identify as an introvert that needs to be extroverted a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so then on that, yeah, do you how now this does go back to your brand and everything that you do, and maybe this is part of the why behind. It. And I'd love to hear like that that story behind like the moment you decided to, if there was a moment, a specific moment that you decided to create this, but like, how do you unwind for yourself? Like, what's the things that you do? Well, okay. So at Mirror Water, we call it designing your downtime. Mm -hmm. And it is true that you really can design your downtime. And like anything, downtime takes work sometimes. Like, you know, I enjoy going to the countryside on the weekends sometimes, um, I need to plan that. I need to book an Airbnb. Like I'm going this weekend to Somerset. Like I need to uh, book my Airbnb. So I'm nice. designing that and planning for that so that I can relax in the way that I like. Yeah. Obviously I can't do that all the time, but 
how do I unwind with my dog, my sweet Effie? She's an angel. She's like such a nervous little girl. She's scared of everything. She's terrified of people. She's scared of the wind. She's scared of everything. And she's my little baby. So dogs, like my dog is my everything. And I love obviously going for walks and I like doing yoga. Um, I like going for a glass of wine and dinner. Like this is how I like to unwind. Mm, yeah and having a bath obviously yeah that thing. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh I I just I have to just say this is just like a such an in, intermission like I just like absolutely adore your energy I feel like I constantly have so many questions for you like everything you say I'm like oh my god I wish I had like this six hour podcast because there's just so, so funny there's so much I've never done that before ever but um well I'm a Leo so you know the energy is like oh that's why okay you look like a Leo I mean yeah well I'll say when's your birthday August 11th oh I'm the 17th of August oh my god for a second I was like oh my god do we have the same birthday like is this is this that would be insane I mean we're six days wow that's really you know what's funny is my first my first boyfriend, he had the same birthday as me. He was born on the same day in the same year at the same hospital by the same doctor. That's the, the town I grew up in. Yeah. Oh so we dated in high school for like, I don't know, a year, a year and a half or something. Wow. And we had the same birthday and we thought mm-hmm. it was fate, you know, that we had the same birthday, <laughs> same day, same doctor delivered us. Like what? Oh, wonder what he's doing now. <laughs> wow. And again, even yeah. just from that, I have so many questions. Okay, well, one thing I want to speak to, and I do want to hear the story about mirror water, but I do know that like vulnerability is um, a thing for you. Like it's an important part of your own story, your business's uh, pillar. And it's something uh, that you used to talk about as well online. Can you speak to the importance of that, whether you want to share from personal experience or just in general, what comes up for you? Because the reason I went there is because of the relationship, just to explain that train of thought. It was when you mentioned that. It made mm, sure. Yeah. Well, you know, vulnerability is everything. And it's the scariest thing ever because you're exposing yourself to potentially getting hurt, being judged, feeling misunderstood, regretting things that you say. I always talk about a vulnerability hangover, which is something I often have. Um, you know, feel like, oh God, I shouldn't have said that, but then, you know, it's already out there. Um, (laughs) and when I first started, um, creating content and stuff like that, I didn't realize that I was being vulnerable. I just am this person. I talk about everything the way I feel all the time. And I think my family is quite like that as well. Like, you know, if something happened at work or something, when I was like a teenager, I'd be like, and then this thing happened. And she said that. I was like, what do you mean? You know, we'd say that. And then my mom and my brother would like talk about it. And we'd all just talk about everything all the time. Um, so when I first started making videos and stuff, I just thought everybody was like that, you know, and everybody kept saying, you're so brave. You're so vulnerable. Like, what are they talking about? I still don't know. But anyways, um, <laughs> when you're so young 19 and also the internet was different and no you you didn't have the experience you know i shared everything i shared my entire life my entire world i'm talking the nitty gritty ins and outs my relationship um my friendships you know that sort of thing it's not until naturally those things fall apart or change you know friendships change relationships change and end and um you know even business partners like that fizzles and stuff like that and it's not wasn't until those sort of natural ends came where people started being a little judgmental and being like well what happened to you and that girl I thought you guys were friends it's like okay well we were but some stuff happened and we don't really hang out as much anymore or whatever it is it's like things that happen in everybody's life that are normal but when you're sharing it you have to almost answer for it in a different way and that's when I started to kind of realize like okay maybe I can't be as vulnerable all the time because I did get burned so many times and I did get, you know, stung. And also you're going through those friendship losses and relationship losses yourself. It doesn't really feel great for it to be brought up again week after week, like whatever happened there and speculation and 
that sort of thing. So that's sort of, mm-hmm. as I got older, I realized, okay, vulnerability has levels and you need mm-hmm. to also have boundaries when it comes to vulnerability and choose who you want to be vulnerable around and who makes you feel safe. So that's what I'll say about vulnerability, but in my friendships and in my personal relationships, I would say I'm pretty vulnerable. And in fact, I get frustrated when other people aren't as vulnerable as me. That's another issue I have. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, it, yeah, I totally understand how on the pers- uh, on the public level, sorry, that to me sounds like a logical conclusion to make. And honestly, like when you spoke about that mask um, thing that's come up for you, again, on a public front, I think it makes sense. Like, and I think it seems sort of necessary to move through the world like being like when you're young again you're a little bit naive in like a sweet way but also you just don't know how these things can affect you and so then you grow up and you're like okay let me just put on a little bit more of a shell exactly but that's amazing it's yeah yeah it's it's kind of unfortunate that we can't all live more vulnerable vulnerably um I know I love Brene Brown and she talks about vulnerability a lot. So if anyone's listening and wants to learn more and hasn't um, delved into that, you should. Brene Brown is amazing. Yes. Um, But yeah, it's, it's the key to all relationships really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So uh, did, was it, uh, was it easy for you to sort of um, put up this um, or decrease the amount of vulnerability in the public and then maintain it in your private life? Or did you have to move through that? Well, yeah, basically I've spoken about this so many times. I, and for people listening, they'll, they'll know, but I had a relationship end and the kind of um, public scrutiny and comments. And it was honestly, the most painful experience of my life, like to have to go through that. And it lasted years. Like it literally lasted years, like emails, people asked me what happened, DMs asked me what commenting, like it was honestly like a traumatic experience for me to go through this breakup alone, like that. And then also that the public element of that dealing with that was so difficult because you just couldn't heal. And so after that, I would say it was pretty easy for me to build the walls up. Mm-hmm. And that was about, I don't know, five years ago, something like that. And even still, I'm like very careful about what I say. I feel like I'm softening a little bit, but every time I soften and want to share something, I literally, like it's actually like something in my body resists it. It's like, you mm-hmm. remember what happened there. You do not want to go through that again. So just yeah. keep it to yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say it was pretty easy in the sense that I made my mind up. Yeah. But the way I got there was difficult. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, as you said, it's still present in your uh, personal, personal yeah. life. Yeah, that's incredible. And that will never go away. And it's definitely impacted other things in my life, too. It's like, you know, it, it's harder for me to share things and be vulnerable about things because I always have this feeling, well, that person's going to use that and throw it back in my face you know, Mm -hmm. months later or something. Mm -hmm. And that's all because of what I went through um, with that. So yeah, that sucked. But anyway, we live to tell the tale. Sure. And what do you, what would you say? Because of course, I, you know, there's going to be a lot, there's enough people, right. Who have um, had their own version of some difficult time in their life that affected their ability to, as you said, soften, to be a little bit more vulnerable, whether it was on a public scale or not. Um, Yeah. What have you learned in order, to, you know, to sort of like move through this period? Well, I've learned that eventually you're going to have to do it again. You're going to have to be vulnerable again, and you're not going to have any meaningful relationships. So, you know, it's almost like you have to take the plunge a little bit and use your intuition that we were talking about earlier and just think like, is is this the right time to do it? You know, maybe not rushing into things as quickly and really making sure that it's the right moment. And you also have to have a little faith in people too, you know, and know that, you know, just because you had this experience doesn't mean it's going to be repeated. And sure. um, like my, my dog has taught me so many lessons because she was just so scared and she's so scared of people, but you know, she's trusted me over time. And despite mm-hmm. her experiences, like 
she's learned to love me and all the people in my life, you know, and that's taken so much time and so much trust. Mm-hmm. And um, they say you get the dog you need. I didn't think I needed. I was this. thinking that when you were bringing yeah. up your, I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's funny. Cause when I adopted her, I, it was right after I lost my dog and I thought, I just want an easy dog. I want just like a small dog I can take everywhere. Anyway, then I got Epi and it was like, oh my God, she's, she's not my support animal. I'm her support animal. And, <laughs> you know, I didn't think I needed that. So the universe gave me Epi and I learned, I've learned a lot of lessons from her. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's great advice. And yeah, for anyone who, who can, or has that kind of animal therapy available to them, I think it's, it's actually not talked about enough. And I think it is so powerful. It is amazing. It's completely changed me and how I feel. Um, you know, the grief of losing my last dog that almost killed me. Mm. You know, that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast. But okay. um, yeah, yeah. Oh, life is crazy, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. Okay. So you you did um you did mention you know taking that plunge, and I do want to talk about your. I mean, you have basically two entrepreneurial journeys. I guess they kind of one fused it or one merged into the other. But what did that, you don't have to go through the whole content creator thing if you don't want. I mean, or unless it feels natural for you to kind of explain how that fits in. But how did you take the plunge with starting Mirror Water? Because it is different than being a, an influencer or solely. Yeah, I think I didn't realize how different it really would be, but I feel like I've got a new job and no one trained me for it, mm-hmm. <laughs> how I feel, but in a good way. But basically, you know, being a content creator full-time for so long, you know, I've only ever worked with myself, for myself, with myself, making my own rules, doing what I want, when I want, no, answering to no one. I'm everything. I'm wearing all hats. I'm doing my own press. I'm doing my own editorial things. I'm creating my own content. I'm a photographer. I'm this, I'm that, you know, so just Mm -hmm. in my head, always managing that. Okay. So that definitely is a difficult job. And honestly, like I don't even consider myself, I'm obviously still a content creator, but it's like on a smaller scale to what people are doing now. Like people who are properly doing this as a job like they are amazing and I'm obsessed with them and I know how much work it takes I don't have that in me anymore I think I did in the beginning Mm -hmm. I don't have it in me anymore um and I respect it a lot but anyways so I obviously had lots of brand collaborations through that time I worked with so many brands you know I really learned how to advocate for myself I really learned how to um you know stand up for myself in situations that were difficult for me, you know, being my own boss and, you know, having to negotiate and, you know, it was that talk about being thrown in the deep end. I started that as a hobby and I came out of that an entrepreneur. So it was like, honestly, I feel like those 12 years have been like, woo, like it has been a roller coaster. It honestly has. Um, And one of my, you know, best collaborations that I've done is actually a jewelry collaboration with a company called Daisy. They're based here in London. And the way that happened is I took my own advice and I sent them an email and said, Hey, would you ever be up for doing a jewelry collaboration? They were interested and they had actually made a note that they would wanted to email me about the same thing. So it was kind of serendipitous. And anyway, we've worked together for must be four years now, but that was the first time I had a vision brainstormed it, strategized it, manufactured it, marketed it, sold it. So that was the very first time that I ever brought a tangible product to market and went through that whole journey. And I learned so much with that. Like I, I learned a lot. Okay. And just seeing the little insight that I did into the Daisy team and seeing how that worked, that was one of the first times I've even been in another office, like an office Mm -hmm. where people were working because I work at my desk in my house, you know? Um, So that was really inspiring to me. And I thought, wow, it'd be really cool to have a team like that. But it wasn't like, I want to create a bath and body brand and have a team, you know? It was just all these little things kind of started 
um, ticking away in my brain. And I just kind of held on to them and, and was like, maybe one day I could do that. Maybe one day I could do that. Jewelry is amazing. I don't want to do that on my own. They've, they've got that completely covered. So I love working with them. But that was the first time I thought, okay, this has been really successful. I could definitely do this for myself, but I didn't necessarily know what. And then COVID happened and all my other work dried up. So all my sponsorships, all my, all my opportunities were kind of dead in the water and I was not making any money. And I was like, wow, I, maybe I can't be a content creator forever and ever and ever. Like maybe this fountain really has run dry. And not only that, I was thinking like, is this even what I want to do for the Mm. rest of my life? And we talk about introspection that I went so deep during COVID and I was like very depressed. I was living by myself with this new puppy that I just got who was scared of me. And, you know, (laughs) I I felt so rejected. (laughs) It was crazy. Um, and I just noticed what was I doing all the time in my apartment while well, I was having a bath all the time and just like listening to, you know, my emo music and like singing and wondering what my point, what the point of my life was, you know? So I just kind of started talking to people and working through, you know, my stuff, you know, talk about like doing the work. I was doing the work during COVID. I was journaling. I was this, I was that. And I was just starting to put all these pieces together of what's passionate, what makes me feel inspired and what I'm passionate about. And long story short, it turned into this. And I've been so fortunate to work with so many amazing entrepreneurial women over the past decade, you know, and I was talking to one of them, one of my mentors, her name's Marie, and she said, you should totally do this. And I said, I don't think I can. And she was like, well, why not? I was like, I don't know how to run a company. She was like, well, you don't have to run a company. All you need to do is create a business plan. And I was like, okay, well, what's that? And, you know, she really helped me not look at the big thing, just do it step by step by step by step. And I said, well, I don't know how to get a product made. And she was like, well, why don't you start by figuring out what products you'd want to make? You know, things like that, that just felt more bite-sized to me. Yeah. And throughout COVID, that's what I worked on. And um, I teamed up with so many amazing people who could see the vision as well. And it looked different to maybe what it looks like now, but they could see where I was going for, what I was going for. They could understand the essence of the brand and the community behind it. And you know, it just slowly, slowly, we turned it into what it is now. And it's been a year since we launched the the products and the, the brand. And it's been incredible. We just launched in Space NK a couple of months ago and lots more exciting things to come this year. And I'm honestly just so proud of what we've achieved. And I'm proud of myself too, which is something that I would never have been able to say before I did this because, you know, I always kind of felt with content creation that I, not that I fell into it, but I did kind of, but yes, I worked really hard to do it, but also there was a big element of luck there. And there's an element of luck in everything that everyone does. Okay, sure. But this, what I'm doing here with Mirror Water is really like my vision and my soul, like my everything going into this and hard work. And I can really stand behind this and say like, I did that. And then I can look at the team and be like, I chose those people. And those people are passionate about it too. And look at how much those people have grown and contributed to the brand. And now I almost feel like Mirror Water is, you know, so much bigger than me. You know, it's something that everybody on my team has a different relationship with. It's like, what does Mirror Water mean to Rossi, my social media person? What does it mean to, Mm -hmm. you know, all the people that work on the brand are helping to shape the brand. And that's what's so exciting about working in a startup is it's not fully formed yet. You're almost parenting a brand and let's just see how it turns out. Hopefully it's going to like go to, you know, move, go on to great things. Who knows? But even if it doesn't, I always say, I'm so proud of what we've even achieved now. Like if everything went bust tomorrow, I'd be like, you know what? I gave it a really good try. I gave it my all. And that was all I could do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And the way that you like speak about it is um, you speak with like all like, like this, like confidence and also just like this 
yeah, like this non-attachment as well. Like, you know, what, whatever happens, I'm, I'm proud and I'm glad that I, that I got to this point. Like that to me reminds me of when you said that you've been living outside of your comfort zone and like, this is the place that you live in. Yeah. How have you, um, like what's been your, cause I think a lot of people would love or they have a dream of, of building something or creating something or being a content creator or, or moving to London. I mean, lots of people have yeah. that dream. And yeah, so yeah. clearly you have some, like this, something that's maybe been with you your whole life or especially at 18 or what's been that thing that maybe it's hard to pinpoint too. Um, but what has allowed you to kind of be like, okay, I do see that I'm outside my comfort zone and I can feel it, but I'm still here. Well, recently I've kind of determined that at, when I'm out of my comfort zone, at least I feel something. I spoke about that numbness before and I don't enjoy living in the numb. I just, I don't like it at all. And so <laughs> doing these things out of my comfort zone, it makes me feel it's almost like I'm not an adrenaline junkie because I have no desire to go jump off a bridge by the bungee cord, Yeah, but I'm, I do like the highs. And I also kind of low-key like the lows because it means that you can change and work and stuff. I just, I love growth. I honestly think I love growth and just seeing what's possible. And to those people who are listening and thinking like, oh, she she knows what's going on and she doesn't know. No, I don't. I don't. I The, the secret is to just start. And I know it sounds whatever. And there's so many people in my life that want to start projects. And it's like, but I can't, well, somebody's already done that. And it's like, that drives me nuts. It's like, just start, just do something, create a Pinterest board, a mood board. The ideas don't it, look, I didn't wake up and think I'm going to launch a bath and body brand. It's going to be called mirror water. And this is what the social media is going to look like. And this is what our products are going to smell like. And no, it started so slow everything's slow mm. pinterest board mm. then maybe you know look at the products that i like and and start writing down different fragrances i like and narrowing it down and you know if, if, if we're talking about somebody who wants to move to another country it's like okay well that's also a really i don't want to say it's easy because it's not easy to do it but it's easy to dream about it at least so mm. get going with it start virtually exploring different neighborhoods get excited about about it and it's not even like manifesting but it's like almost like live there before you're even living there you know and start thinking about the restaurants you might want to go to and mm -hmm. all of those little things until one day you're going to be like well maybe I'll take a trip there maybe I'll just go there for a week and see what that feels like you know and slowly work up to it you don't have to have all the answers in the beginning that's like Marie my mentor taught me you know just these bite-sized little chunks all these little steps are going to get you somewhere mm -hmm. um bigger and it might not be even the original dream that you think you had like maybe you get to London you're like I actually don't like it but maybe I'll go to Paris for a couple of days and end up falling in love with Paris you know it's that fluid openness um that I think is is really the secret and you can do it that's the other thing people are like I couldn't do it I don't have the skills for it I've never made that I've never done that it's like okay but it's possible it's possible to learn things I'm not saying that it's I'm never going to be able to be an astronaut obviously but like maybe I could get really into astronauts and start an astronaut museum I don't know but I'm just saying follow the path at least Mm hmm. Yeah. And I and I was and I was brought to when you spoke about making friends, because I think that's a big thing as well, like for people is like learning how to make friends as an adult. And, you know, as we spoke to way earlier, it's like we're always changing. And so, of course, you might get to a point happens to many people where you're like looking around at the people and you're like, you're like, I don't actually like any of these people or like they just don't fit with me anymore. And you, and why that brought, came to mind is because you said earlier that the way that you cultivated your community was through your content creation. So it was like this yeah. like byproduct of you following that path. Exactly. It's like a natural thing. And, you know, making friends, that's a whole other episode too. It's like, yeah. it is so hard to make friends as an adult. I mean, yeah. I, like I said, 
said, I'm not, I'm not um, taking any applicants. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm not applying. <laughs> I'm not applying for anyone else's friendship either. Um, because I am, uh, woo, I'm so, I'm just, I'm like, She's at capacity. At capacity. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you are in a position where you want to make friends, there are other people out there that also want to make friends. Okay. How do you find those people? Well, maybe start going to places where like literally, okay, this is also about when you're dating as well. And, and my, one of my many life coaches said this to me, what does your dream man do? I was like, well, he probably, I'm just making things up now, probably goes to the gym. He probably likes to go to museums. He's probably whatever, like, what is your dream person doing on the weekend? And then she was like, so do you do those things on the weekend? Like, I don't go to the gym. I never go to museums. And I, um, I'm usually in bed doing nothing. She was like, well, where, how are you going to meet somebody who's doing the things that you want them to do when you're not doing those things either mm-hmm. like that that rule can be applied to friendships as well I think now I know it's hard to strike up a conversation with like a rando in a museum but you could totally yeah absolutely you absolutely could oh my god I love that I love your advice it's so practical like whenever you share advice on something it's not just um and I'm very energy like I love like that conversation as well like the invisible conversation but I really appreciate about you is that you you kind of do both and I think that's really helpful for people listening like no matter what topic we've been covering because we covered a lot Mm -hmm. um I think that you really do a wonderful job of of yeah really helping yeah make that change I struggle with that so much it's like if I'm looking for advice it's They'll, somebody will give me a bunch of advice it's like okay but what do I do practically what do I do and I was doing this talk um actually okay whatever I won't tell you what the talk was but anyway I was doing this talk and one of the questions was like about how you get into the industry and people were giving all this advice like take these classes blah, blah, blah. like things that it's like yeah obviously you're gonna do take a class related to the job you want but like how do you get in the door of the company that you want to work for? Okay. I was like, get on LinkedIn, see who works there, make friends with those people online somehow, DM them, go knock on the door, send them an email with whatever, like a bespoke email, like, you know, all these things. And the people in the room were like, wow, that's actually really practical advice. And I was like, if, if I'm sitting at my desk and I get an email, that's like, very well thought out and somebody's clearly taking the time to write it well I'm at least going to give them a reply you know if -hmm. you're just sitting there and like you know just leaving a comment on the on the um Instagram or something like are you hiring right now I'm not going to reply to that like nobody's (laughs) going to reply to that you need to set yourself apart you really do and I think that that's tangible advice like what can you bring to the table in all aspects of your life? You know? Ooh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. It, it brings the power back to you and, and helps you remember that you can make these changes again in all, all areas yeah. of your life, just by, to bring it back to mirror water, just by doing that uh, self-reflection, that, that inner work and yeah. maybe doing it with some beautiful yeah. products at the same time, putting, <laughs> Exactly. Have a beautiful bath and body scrub with our products. Yeah. <laughs> but the products are really just, um, they're a tool to use in the greater journey. And we really see that. And we don't think, you know, having a bath is going to cure all your problems and make you get new friends. But maybe it'll give you a little space to think about those things differently. Um, well, that's the hope anyway. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I feel so aligned with everything that you've shared. It's like exactly how I feel about um, self-care practices they're not a magic ball it's exactly what you said I don't even need to repeat it that yeah. was perfect um yeah I really appreciate it oh my god I, I cannot cannot believe the time so can you just share anything that's maybe coming up from your water that is coming up and if there's nothing necessarily coming up then just where we can find you and mirror water and anything coming up for you personally sure. okay well there's lots of exciting stuff happening at mirror water all the time you can follow us on instagram at mirrorwater.earth we also have our website www.mirrorwater.earth we ship globally and we're also available at space nk they ship to places like australia and maybe some places that we can't ship to 
Um, we are on TikTok. You can watch my YouTube videos, youtube.com slash Lalonde. And it's just go, 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 baby. It's go, go, go. So who knows what the future holds? Oh, that was perfect. That was perfect. I'm- Thank you so much for joining us on the North Star podcast. I am so grateful for your time and your presence. If you want to chime in on the conversation, you can send me a DM at Mac Castro on Instagram. I mean it when I say that I'm really always happy to hear from you, be it with regards to your insights gleaned from this episode or with regard to your own unfolding journey at large. I do believe that we each have our own North Star and it's our duty to do the inner work to get to know ourselves so that we can live in harmony with our souls, carry out our calling, and serve others with the gifts we have each been uniquely blessed with in this lifetime. Thank you again for joining us and I'll see you next time.